At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash artofman and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way, we can bring on advertisers you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash artofman, A-R-T-O-F-M-A-N, podsurvey.com slash artofman. Thanks for your help. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. In recent years, several new veterans organizations have popped up to help our men and women in uniform transition from the service to the civilian life. And instead of providing a place where veterans can get together to drink, these new organizations are looking to offer veterans a sense of meaning and mission that they often lose after they hang up their uniform. My guest today is head of one of these new organizations. His name is JJ Pinter, and he's the deputy director of Team Red, White, and Blue a veterans organization with the goal of getting vets and civilians together to work out. Today on the show, JJ and I discuss the issues facing vets that Team RWB is trying to resolve, such as getting them reintegrated back in the community and staving off feelings of depression. We then discuss why Team RWB decided to make fitness their primary focus and why exercising with other people is one of the best remedies to melancholy and malaise. Finally, JJ and I talk about why it's so important for civilians to interact and connect with our vets and how they can do so through Team RWB. Great show. After it's over, check out the show notes at awim.is slash Team RWB, where you can find links to resources where you can delve deeper into this topic. JJ Pinter, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Brett. So you're uh, part of a board of a veterans organization called Team RWB. And uh, Team RWB, it's a veterans organization that's not like other veterans organizations. Can you tell us a little bit how it got started and what you all do that's different from other veterans organizations that are out there? Yeah, for sure, Brett. I'd be happy to. And um, th- thanks for having me. Yeah, our organization is a little bit different, and it's different in a couple ways, but I guess I'll maybe start with the organization, how it got going. Um, Our our organization was founded by someone named Mike Irwin, and he and I actually served together when we were in the Army, but he was at grad school at the University of Michigan and was fairly recently off a deployment from Afghanistan and just, I think, was having kind of a rough time with, with that integration. And he looked around and there was a tremendous amount of support for veterans, but it all felt very kind of episodic. And I think that he felt that, and maybe it was anecdotal, that there was no kind of like long-term support for veterans in the community, ways for veterans to get involved in the community, other than maybe some of the traditional VSOs that everyone knows about. And so that sparked some reflection from him and he said, well, I'm going to start my own nonprofit and I'm going to start my own organization. It's going to be all about kind of building relationships in the community. And it's going to be focused on physical fitness. And that's going to be the way that we're going to do it. And the organization started back in 2010. Um, it was initially kind of an advocacy organization, like building, matching people up and 
we, we quickly moved away from that model. And so, okay, started back in 2010. So you guys do this uh, fitness thing. That's one of the things, but why do that? I mean, what is it that the whole fitness thing, getting veterans together to exercise together, what need is that feeling that veterans aren't getting another organization? Yeah, you, you, you've kind of hit on it. The dirty secret of our organization is that a lot of people think that we're kind of a fitness organization or a running organization or whatever it is. And that's not really what we do. What we do as an organization is connect veterans to their community. Um, our mission is uh, to enrich the lives of America's veterans through physical and social activity. The, the physical fitness is just the delivery mechanism. Like, that's what we use to, to make connections to their community for veterans. You know, our fundamental belief as an organization is there, there's a lot of kind of negative outcomes that people hear about in the veterans space. There's suicide and homelessness and underemployment and drug and alcohol abuse. And there's, there's a bunch of bad outcomes. And so if you have genuine relationships and if you have, you know, a good connection to your community, you don't get to a lot of those negative outcomes. And the, the way we do that is through like the delivery mechanism is, is physical fitness. And there's, um, you highlight research um, on the site that uh, there's benefits of exercising, getting people together, moving together. Uh, what is it about exercising together that actually helps these veterans help with issues of PTSD, depression, and things like that? Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it, it's got a multiplicative effect, I think, which is what is great about it. I mean, I, I think at this point, there's nobody who kind of disputes the fact that exercise is good for you, right? I mean, it's good for physical health and mental health and stress re relief. And I mean, nobody disputes that. But the thing that the group exercise does, we always like to say kind of inside the organization that that may, may be short of alcohol, that, that sweating together is the best social lubricant that you can find. It just, it's a tremendous way to break down barriers and to build relationships. I mean, look at, look at functional fitness. It's a perfect example. The, the exercises that are, uh, you know, the actual exercise is, is nothing new. I mean, my high school football coach, we were doing those same things 20 years ago. But there's, that's been packaged up in a way that, that builds these really strong, tight-knit communities. And, you know, we're tribal animals at the end. You know, the way our society is changing, we don't have kind of access to the community like we used to. And, and functional fitness has found a way to kind of like package that up in a way that's really appealing to people. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing it be so popular. Right. That's the secret sauce, getting people together. Yeah, there's group, there's there's shared hardness and group accountability and all of these great things. And, and veterans experience that kind of stuff in the military. Right. And then you get out of the military and it's not there so much. So looking for it somewhere else, or you can, you know, have a tough time with your adjustment and, and not. Right. So I mean, on this, on your website, um, you mentioned earlier in the, the podcast that you know, one of your big goals is getting veterans integrated back into their community when they return from service. Um, you had a statistic on your website saying that a lot of veterans, when they come home from combat duty, they don't return to their hometown. Uh, why do so few returning vets go back to their hometown when they return from service? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. And I mean, I think that I could probably answer that anecdotally a little bit. There's been some, some research we could probably go and, and point to in the notes maybe. But I, I think a lot of it is less about maybe veterans and more about just kind of social mobility in our society. You know, a lot of veterans get out of the military and they go to school or they're trying to find a job. And you know, a lot of veterans come from, if you look at where veterans come from, they come from small rural towns and they come from the inner city. And I think in the places where they can go to school or where there's economic opportunity, I think that, you know, I, I don't want to come off as being an expert or to be like quoting research here, but I, I think that that's largely why they don't end up 
in the places um, kind of from which they came. Well, so going back to this this physical fitness aspect, so what what do you guys do at Team RWB? What are organizations or chapters of Team RWB doing together? Is it CrossFit? Is it running? What what sort of things are you guys doing? Yeah, that's one of the things that's really cool about organizations. So we're in about 206 cities right now, and our chapters are all volunteer-led. And we try to have just enough structure so there's kind of a minimum experience that a member would have, but we want the chapters to really take on the personalities of the local leaders and the community. So it could be everything from, you know, functional fitness, CrossFit, yoga, or kind of some of our running or kind of some of our core activities. But I mean, skiing and surfing and stand-up paddleboarding and whatever really the local leaders want to do. It's a very kind of bottom-up grassroots approach from our end. And we just try to 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 take really good ideas and to try to resource them and remove roadblocks and obstacles and and let the chapters really be organic and and do what works for them locally. So all sorts of stuff. I mean, but but it's pretty high volume, Brett. I mean, we're probably going to do about host about thirty five thousand events this year. And we're probably going to touch about a quarter million people in those events. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, another thing that makes Team RWB unique from other veterans organizations is that civilians. Um, can be a part of the organization. Um, why was that an important factor for you guys of getting civilians involved in what is mainly a, a veterans organization? Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that because we were one of the first to really do this on kind of a wholesale way. And it was actually kind of a controversial thing, kind of like in the veteran community when we did it. But we just felt really strongly that if we're trying to connect veterans to their community, what better way to do that than to have supportive members of the community as part of our organization? And, you know, we started that from the beginning and it's, it's been really good for us. You know, there's this whole concept of a, of a civil military divide, which, you know, you could have a whole podcast just talking about that, but essentially the military is kind of shrinking over time and becoming more and more of a family affair. And there's just like this increasing separation between members of the military general population and, you know, it's, it's a lot, some people would say, and I think I would include myself in that, that that's a pretty dangerous thing for our, for our democracy. And that this is one of the ways that we're trying to get at that because the general public is really tremendously supportive of the military. And I think just maybe a, a lot of times don't know how to get involved or how to be supportive. And, you know, you could just come be part of our organization and there's no labels. Like everybody's just a member. So I can see how this would help uh, veterans because it helps, you know, having civilians involved helps them get back, uh, integrated back into the community. How does it help civilians? I think you kind of alluded to it. it help, I guess it helps civilians kind of understand where veterans are coming from and the, the problems they might have or just see that they're, they're just like regular people just like you are. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple ways. There is kind of the member to member interaction that you're referencing there, Brett, where it is, it just, it, it gives an opportunity for members of the community to, to get to know veterans and to realize that guess what? Like veterans are no different than anybody else. Like we came from the exact same places that, that the rest of our society came to. And there's just, there's kind of less and less opportunity to do that. I mean, I, I think the number now is something like four tenths of 1% of the American population you know, are serving in the military right now. It's just a tremendously small number. So there's, yeah, and especially depending on what communities you live in, have an opportunity to spend any time around someone who's in the military. There's that aspect. But then the other thing that I think is more powerful is that our chapters all being volunteer-led, a good percentage of the leaders in our chapters are are civilians. So a, a good percentage and some of our really, really great leaders in a veteran service organization are not veterans. And I think that that's awesome. Wedding season is coming up. And if you are 
preparing for the big day. I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the Masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing a negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. 
Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. And and besides the physical fitness thing, one thing that Team RWB does is brings veterans and civilians together to do community service. Uh, so what sort of projects have your chapters worked on? Yeah, th- that's also a really interesting question. I mean, a, a lot of it. I, I think last year we did something like 3,500 community service events around the country. But there's, t- there's like two components to it. There is there is the, the traditional community service that you would think about. And for our organization, we try to stay vectored in on things that are focused on our missions. So on kind of on veterans issues or physical fitness issues. So that might be everything from, you know, volunteering at the Special Olympics, running an event at the Special Olympics or working on a Habitat for Humanity build or doing like a, you know, a veteran cemetery cleanup or whatever resonates in the community. Like that's a really important part of it. But another really critical part is that, you know, we, we would look at being a volunteer leader in our organization as serving the community as well. So that's another really critical way that people can kind of serve the community. Right, and I imagine the uh, the community service aspect um, is an important part of helping veterans find their bearings when they return home to civilian life. Because as a as a as a soldier, they had a mission to solve, uh, but when they get home, they might not have that sense of mission anymore, and it leaves them feeling a little lost. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So I actually tell you a, a kind of a funny story that I didn't cover when I was talking about the beginning of the organization. So our organization initially started as kind of a one on one advocacy model where we wanted to pair up wounded veterans with another veteran who is who would be kind of an advocate for them and we were the problem we ran into is that we had a tremendous amount of of not only veterans but members of the community signing up to help and we couldn't find anyone to actually take part in our in our programs you know we had all these people who wanted to sign up to be advocates or to sign up to be mentors and nobody to actually be mentored or be advocated you know, following that, we worked with kind of a major consulting company to do, to kind of really tighten down our business model. And they did a bunch of, of kind of survey work for us. And this isn't unique to our organization, but there's a tremendous sense or or desire to come in, continue service or serving for veterans when they leave the military. And this is, a, I think, a way that they can do that. You can continue to serve in your community. You know, community service, to be perfectly honest, Brett, that wasn't something that we really wanted to be involved in as an organization. We just kind of said, you know what, let's stick to our mission. And there's other great organizations that that do community service and we can just pair up with one of them. But there was such a rush and like a groundswell from our members saying, we want to do community service. We want to do community service that we finally just kind of embraced it and put our arms around it. And we're doing a ton of it now. Right. We, uh, we had the author of Charlie Mike on the podcast a couple months ago talking about some of these other veterans organizations that are more service oriented. And yeah, he, he just talked about, yeah, a lot of the complaints of veterans have is like they're, they're appreciative of the support, but like they don't want to feel like they're a victim or like they need, you know, to be coddled. They want, these guys are soldiers. They want to, they want to, they want to help. They want to serve. They want to, you know, do the thing that they, they're trained to do. Yeah. I mean, when I look at, and maybe this is like maybe a little bit too soon right now, but I think most people would say that there's probably, when you look at like the national level, regional level, or even your local level, I think most people would say that there's probably not enough good leadership in America. And you can either lament that 
or what we would say, especially to, to veterans, is you can be part of the solution here. Like, you know, go back and look at the greatest generation. These folks grew up in the Great Depression. They went off and won World War II in Korea, like fought, and then they came back and became kind of titans of industry in our country. And there's no reason that our generation of veterans can't do that exact same thing. And so we're very adamant about, like, veterans aren't victims. And go be involved in your community, like be a leader in our organization. If you don't want to do that, get on your local school board, coach you sports, be a deacon in your church, like volunteer for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And, and people are doing it because there's just the desire to serve. And, you know, we just, we just fundamentally reject that kind of victimization and try to take a different approach to it. And speaking of leadership, um, you all also, you guys wear a lot of hats. You do the fitness component, you do the community service component, but you also do leadership development uh, within Team RWB. That's a big component. So what's the Team RWB approach to leadership development? Is it taking military leadership principles and showing veterans and civilians how to apply them to civilian life, or is it something else? No, it actually couldn't be any farther from taking military leadership principles the way it started was our kind of the bread and butter of our organization are our chapters. That's, that's where we, the meat of what we do happen so, you know, that's where we connect veterans to their community. That's where the physical fitness happens. But, you know, we're a volunteer led organization and we recognized early on that if we were going to grow and become what we know the organization can become, we've got to have a pipeline of really good volunteer leaders to, to run these chapters. And so, uh, from there, we started a leadership development program a few years ago, and it's one of our two core programs now. And we're trying to, to you know, full disclosure, we want to grow leaders to help grow our chapters, but we also want to make our communities better in our, and to make our members better. So we've made some tremendous investments in our leadership development program for those reasons. And I guess to maybe answer your question more specifically about the content, no, our, it's all self-developed and it's all, we, we kind of, we try to take a needs-based kind of reverse engineer approach to this. And it's very unmilitary in its approach. Our leadership development is all about building genuine. And we do that through, we try to develop leaders that are empathetic and authentic and loyal, and that can can like the the building block is these genuine relationships in our organization and so most of it is self-developed content but we we do work with a couple other kind of well-known parties and have plucked out things from simon sinek and Brene brown to name kind of two of the biggest ones that most people may have heard of but it's yeah it's it's all kind of self-developed internally and how can people get involved or take part in the leadership development is just is it just becoming a part of the team rwb organization and then signing up for a course? Is it online? Is it, you get together? What? Yeah. And you join the organization and just show up and come out to an event. And then really it just is you raising your hand and saying, I want to be a leader in the organization. And then that kind of starts you getting in the pipeline of being a leader. And it's not, it's not episodic. It's, it's, you know, this is kind of ever evolving and it's a big focus of ours for 2017, but we have kind of a leader experience that's, it's a combination of kind of our own self-developed e-learning platform with different modules and experiential leadership, kind of doing things in person at Eagle Leader Academies and athletic camps. And it'll kind of get you into the pipeline, which is a multi-year experience. Well, JJ, can you give us any specific examples of a veteran or veteran's uh, life who was transformed by Team RWB? You know, that's a, uh, I, I think just out of, out of maybe... <laughs> safety. I won't answer that specifically because that's, I think that's kind of like picking your kids. But what I would say is that on our website, we have kind of a weekly blog and our members kind of like write in and write their own blogs about how our organization has changed their life. And there's a new one every Saturday. We call it a Saturday membership spotlight. 
And I would just say to for anyone to kind of just go through and, and scroll through those if they like. And there are more than you want to read. And how many members are a part of Team RWB now? I mean, it started in 2010. You've mentioned you've, there's like hundreds of thousands of events you're doing. So how many people are in this thing? Yeah, so currently we have about 110,000 members and about 60 to 65% of those are veterans and the rest are not. And uh, if you're a, a civilian or a veteran, you want to get involved with Team RWB, uh, how do they find out if there's a chapter near them? Yeah, so you could just go to our website. It's teamrwb.org and there's a chapter locator on there and you can go see it's it's got all the fancy dancy stuff where it'll geolocate you and show you the chapters that are around you. And most everywhere that you could live in America, we have a, a chapter within reasonable distance to you. We're in every kind of major metropolitan area. And you can do that. And then you can go on and join the team and someone from your local chapter will reach out to you within 48 hours and welcome you. And if there isn't one, I mean, can a civilian start a chapter if they wanted to? What's the process there? Yeah, absolutely. Any Anyone can start a chapter. Um, you know, if someone wants to be a leader, then we're going to let them be a leader. And, you know, we don't, I think for events, you would probably not recognize who was in the military and who wasn't because we try to make it a very kind of welcoming and inclusive experience for everybody. But yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a start a chapter link on our website and you can go, you can go put in an application to start a chapter. And JJ, what's the future of Team RWB? Is it just continuing more of the same and just expanding it out? Or do you have, is there other, are you guys looking to look, get into other venues to help veterans connect with their community? No, I think that we feel really good about our mission. And you know, we've done a bunch of research that really, like we feel really good about the efficacy of it. So there's not going to be any fundamental shifts in what we do. I think what you're going to see is two things. We want to do it kind of, we want to do more of it. So in more places, and we want to do it better in the places we currently are. And then you're going to see just an increased focus in leadership development because, you know, we, we know that we have to grow internally the leaders that we're going to need to grow the organization over the next 10 or 20 years. Very good. Well, hey, JJ Pinter, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Brad. I really appreciate it. My guest today was JJ Pinter. He's the deputy director of Team RWB. You can find more information about that and get involved um, at teamrwb.org. Also, check out our show notes at aom.is slash teamrwb, where you can find links to resources where you can delve deeper into this topic. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. As always, appreciate your continued support. And one way you can do that is give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It takes less than a minute. really helps out a lot. Until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.